0: Shoecast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Monavale and Sydney's northern beaches, they're one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out online, or why not visit the brewery? Thank you to Modus for your support of the show. Well, we're through week one of the finals. We've gone from eight teams to six. Some very, very interesting matches right across the board. Just as tight as the regular season, and so much to talk about. Joining me on the podcast is Andrew Swain from Sport and Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome. To Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our qualifying finals review. Joining me on the line tonight, Andrew Swain from Stan Sport. How are you, Swainy?
1: Very well, Joe What a weekend it was, hey! Pretty, pretty crazy weekend of
0: footy, you got to say. Fantastic, tight games as it has been all season. Um, some close wins and plenty to talk about. Also joining us on the line is Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Hello, Casho.
2: Yeah, as uh, as Swainy said, a good weekend of footy, probably probably spoiled on Sunday morning by that performance by the Wallabies. But anyway, we live and we go again, I suppose.
0: Oh, maybe we'll start there, uh, Swainy. Um, Not our finest moment. I was jumping on a bus to go to the city to surf. Is that a humble brag? Um, <laughs> but we're, well I was, was watching it with a couple of old Marlins uh, players and coach and uh, we were sort of lamenting. But I think we had a you know a little bit of trepidation coming in this one given all the injuries, right?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like everything kind of just caught up with them on that one yeah. And, yeah and you know it had been a pretty dramatic couple of weeks a lot of injuries you know losing hoops um mm. I, I just feel like it and also the other thing you know with michael Checker taking over as coach of Argentina we're right at the sort of pointy end of his bell curve right now where he gets teams up really early in his in his tenure yeah I, I just feel like it was the perfect storm for the wheels to come off big time and mm. and they did. Um, I don't know that we'll see another performance like that from the Wallabies again. I feel like we'll get a lot of guys back, um, and, and you know this might be the line in the sand moment the Wallabies need mm. to say, "Okay, never again. We're not playing like this again."
0: Yeah, it's uh, we really got to get this one step forward, two steps back pattern that's sort of uh, shattered us for a long time, hasn't it, uh, Kasha
2: Yeah, and it's 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 a shame, really. You know that. There's been some critical points in the season already. Perhaps that game against uh, England at uh, the SCG, uh, yeah. and also this game uh, on the weekend in San Juan, uh, where we would have picked up just a lot of momentum. I'm mm. not talking about the footy team. I'm talking about the game in general, and yeah. uh, you know, there, there would have been a good vibe around it. And uh, you know, I I know Swanny from New, you, you know the. The stand sport uh, nine side of things, you know, like uh, the numbers go up and the numbers go up. More people are watching. Uh, more money flows into the sport and uh, happy days type of stuff, isn't it? So it's a shame that that uh, you know we stubbed our toe again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know. I think it was famously dubbed by Nick McArdle from Stansport, the Wallaby Waltz. One step forwards, two steps back. Yeah, and and uh, it seems to have struck, reared his ugly head again. We sort of thought we were past these days, but mm. I just feel like the weekend. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a good game plan they brought in against us. We, we, were, we were undermanned in key positions, um, and yeah, it was a it was sort of doomed from the start. It felt like we. You know, and I feel like the big moment in the game was when that try to um, was overturned for the for the sort of illegal clear out by James slipper I felt I feel like mm. at that point in the game yeah wallaby's heads dropped they started slipping off tackles and it was really quite an insipid performance from then on
0: mm. so we've got a week off now and um, they'll be hoping that a lot of players can get back into match fitness and ready for the next test match I guess Swanny
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. So I think they're they're looking at maybe nine guys okay. getting back to full fitness and and ready to rumble against South Africa. And I tell you what, we'll need them because this Springboks team. I mean, all I need to do is employ the tactics mm-hmm. that they generally do. You know, um, as as a you know as as they do, which is you know kick the high ball, use that big. Beast of a forward pack to win the ball back and and then um, use a couple of those um, flashy backs, guys like Lucania Arm, who you know he's got to be one of the best centres in the world at the moment.
0: I think he is number thirteen. He's outstanding.
1: Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. I, I feel like if they can employ that against the Wallabies, and the Wallabies don't have the right um, you know personnel at their disposal, it could be real drama over the next few weeks.
2: Yeah. Well, it's just, just putting to one side the. Uh, the All Blacks who actually won the game on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, who's your pick if you had South Africa playing France, who, who I think at the moment are the two best sides in the world?
0: Oh, I don't know if I could split them, to be honest. It's probably if over a three-test series, it would be one apiece going into the disorder, I reckon. Like, it's hard to say. They, they, they don't play each other enough regularly, so it's sort of got that exotic thing to it, doesn't it? Ooh. You're sort of waiting for that sort of World Cup to come around so you can – Sort of fill them out. Um, I don't know that they, 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 it's certainly the two leading nations at the moment. I think, despite the All Blacks' terrific win on the weekend,
1: do you know? Do you know what I reckon they they probably have in common those both those teams is that they have serious depth and they, yep. they feel like they never quite pick the same team. Yep. You know, it's very close to the same team every time. Yep. They never yep. quite do. Yeah. And and so they just build this depth, and they've been doing it for the last few years. And you've got key guys in key positions, like you know. I, I mean, I, I talk about you talk about Antoine Dupont and Fafta Clerk, two probably mm. best nines in the world. Uh, on the weekend, South Africa didn't have fafta Clerk. Yeah, you know, they didn't have Malcolm Marks or Bongi umbanumbi starting for them. Um, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. You know, I, I feel like. I reckon France, that's probably my, my bold prediction, I reckon France probably beat the Springboks, yeah. but she'd be tight.
0: It'd be tight. Uh, the thing with Australia, going back to sort of where the Wallabies are at, is when we get injuries, our cohesion goes out the window because these guys haven't played any footy together. So, you know, if, if you look at Ireland and they came to New Zealand, if you run a traffic light system from green being high cohesion players, you know, guys that know combinations, you still got Sexton there in the pivot, Um, really high team full of green traffic lights. Australia on the weekend, it was like all red and the odd amber. Like it's just when you get those injuries and you don't have a strong domestic, I mean, we've got good domestic sides at the moment in in terms of our provinces. They could be stronger, obviously. It's just about that tiered rugby. And I think our domestic problems come home to roost, particularly when we get injuries there, Kesha.
2: I think uh, I think also here with that South African team there's clarity about the role that each guy plays yeah. and you know the same goes for the uh for, for the French throughout the Six Nations and uh, mm. it was certainly said sort of different times uh, the All Blacks and you certainly can't say that at the moment about uh, uh, about the Wallabies you know like somebody comes in they they know mm. they've got to do job A and then mm. another bloke comes in and he knows he's got to do job B. And that's all they concentrate on. And that's that's what good sides, good international rugby sides are, aren't they?
0: We've yeah. got to get close to the pick and stick phase now though, don't we Sweeney? I mean, well, I, know, I know I know, injuries are going to have their say. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Obviously 5'8 is the big one. Um, yeah. You know, what we do. Um, I still, you know, Lola CEO, you know, just worry where his confidence is at because he's had opportunities to be picked and hasn't a couple yeah. of times now. And I heard they're talking about the great Bernard Foley, maybe on a bit of a comeback, or is that just maybe getting some experience around the squad?
1: Uh, look, Rennie never been able to pick the same um, twenty-three. Like he's no. never in his whole yeah. coaching career with the Wallabies, yeah. never been able to pick the same twenty-three. So I reckon cohesion and picking the picking and sticking would be yeah. a real luxury for him. Um, yeah. You know, it's a good it's a good point that um, you know Casho made before about. Um, you know, combinations and things like that. But, you know, I wonder whether, you know, the Wallabies would have been better served just picking the whole Brumbies back line the other day.
0: Well, you know? p- potentially so. I mean, yeah. I know, I, know a, um, uh, I got some friends locally, the St. Augustine's rowing crew just won the international championships, the under-19s in Italy for Australia. But they, yeah. picked, the same, they picked the whole St. Augustine's crew because, you know, they, they were up against the clock. They're not saying they're the best four rowers potentially in Australia. But when you've got two months to prepare for an event, you just pick the same crew. And that just goes back to sort of cohesion. They ended up winning it. Yeah. Um, it's just examples like that where just familiarity, picking the Brumbies potentially, picking a Waratah's unit, in the back line. Yeah. Uh, it might be, you know, I'm sure there's people in higher places than, than us that, that are across this. Uh, but I think that's just the injury disruptions and, trying to keep players in Australia is is the two big things I think. Um, and, and the
1: other good point that Casho made just before um, was that you know when those good teams they pick a player to come in and do a job it feels like when we pick have to pick another player that yep. job changes.
0: Yeah. You exactly. know they're,
1: they're not picked to do the same job so someone else has to then do another job to fill where that job is done and and it just feels like we're We're trying to plug holes in the dam that's that's about to you know burst. It doesn't feel like we're um, picking like for like every time, so yeah, Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a real issue. But you know, I mean, these guys have paid good money to uh, fix these problems, so we hope that they can do
2: it.
0: Yep, lots of decisions to be made. Um, terrific Before we move on, Swanee, can you
2: ring my wife tomorrow and tell (laughs) her that at times I make some sort of sense. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, mate, 100%. No worries. <laughs> I'm in
2: Sydney tomorrow. Let's catch up for a coffee. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> Very good. Sweeney, mate, you were host at the Night of Nights um, uh, last week for the Shoot Shield, the catch pole medal. Talk us talk us through the evening. Uh, you stay on two feet on that platform up there, mate? <laughs> yeah,
1: it didn't fall off the stage. I had a, I had the, I had a great centre partner in the great Tim Horan standing next to me for most of the night, which was... Very handy, um, yep. but yeah, look, terrific night. Uh, Casho was there; it was great to catch up with you, Casho. And um, look, oh, we, we ripped through the awards. Uh, mm. we, we figured that it was the first time in a couple of years that you know all the clubs have been able to get together all in the one room and quite yep. and, and enjoy a night. So yeah, got through the awards, and then I think everyone seemed to have a really good time, Casho. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. They're all uh, they're all sort of hopping into it. You know, there was. There was obviously, uh, you know, a bit of sledging here and there about, uh, you know, which uh, which table, which club table was uh, on the red wine, or which table was on the uh, was on the waters. But uh, anyway, it was uh, it, it, it was a good night, and uh, Max Douglas, uh, a manly player, first player since uh, since Chris uh, Hewitt uh, in two thousand and six to uh, to take out the big gong,
0: and uh, well deserved, I think. I hope he's related to Peter Hewitt. but um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the H-Bomb what was means? the last the last winner of the uh, of the, of the, uh, Catch Pole Medal. I did say to a few guys uh, uh, on Catch Pole Medal morning, I fancied Max at a, at a run at it. And, yeah, great news for the Marlins. We actually came over with a couple of awards on the night. I think we got the Volunteer of the Year Award as well to Chris yeah, Hedge. So it was yeah, Chris um, Hedge, yeah. a lovely um, night for the Manly Club and uh, uh, I know in that went had a had a good night. And um, our neighbours up the road collected the Rook of the Year, Connor Hickey, which was good to see as well. He's been really exciting this season, hasn't he, Swaney?
1: Yeah, yeah. And he had some pretty hot competition as well up mm. against him. Guys like Gleason, um, you know, that if he'd probably played a few more games, I reckon probably wins that award. But... He might, Hickey. Be, he
0: might be nudging Max, to be honest, if he Yeah, that's,
1: that's right. That's exactly right <laughs> for, the, for the big gong. And look, Connie Hickey wasn't far away in the catchpole either. Um, you know, played really well this year. He's had to shoulder a big load. Yeah. Um, you know, we spoke to him about it on stage uh, with Woollett and Ma not being around. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, it all came a cropper for them on the weekend. But he's been certainly one of the, the stars uh, that stood out this year.
2: Yep. I actually spoke to Max after the award and he was uh, he was heaping praise on his mum, Monique, who he said uh, was the, uh, the, the the key to uh, uh, his success uh, rather than uh, Dad and President uh, Cameron. So uh, anyway, <laughs> you he, he knows where the bread's buttered, young
0: Max. Oh, Monique's a lovely lady and that's good to hear him uh, giving his mother the praise. Um yeah, that's awesome. And coach of the year went to Barbara Coleman, which is great to see. Uh, shared with Sean Hendra at Sydney Uni. Yeah, that was a, that was a nice little
1: um, award. And actually, Darren Coleman was meant to um, was meant to present the award, but then got wind of who was winning it and, and mm. sort of um, got dirty. Yeah, well, it was a bit like, oh, look, I just don't feel comfortable because they were both my groomsmen at my wedding, so mm-hmm. it kind of looks looks a bit, uh, you know, colluded. <laughs> but it, it certainly wasn't that way. And it's Pierre no. voted um, the coach of the year, so uh, all the other coaches jump in and, and vote for for who they think should be coach of the year. So, yeah, look, well deserved. I mean, Bubba's certainly turned uh, a corner with Hunter, hasn't he? He's taken them yep. to within a you know, whisker of the Whisker of the finals, and and Sean, you know the, the Sydney Uni machine, who are probably going through a rebuilding phase. You've got to say, mm. have still managed to finish second. So congratulations to them. I mean, you know, honourable mention to So Lacey Tangi Thakibau from the Two Blues, and and Zach Beer as well from Norths, who finished minor premiers. Um, oh, absolutely, those yeah. guys would have been worthy winners also. So
0: yeah, I and, I, I sent Zach a message saying I, I you know thought you know those award shots can go any way, and I thought he had a fantastic year. So I don't think he's too worried. I think he's got eyes on bigger prizes at the moment.
2: Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. And uh, listen, uh, Short Hedge, uh, Swaney, if he's if he's in his re- if he's in a rebuilding phase at Sydney Uni, they just won the club championship, and every team's involved in the semi-finals. So mm. that's the excellence that they uh, they crave for there under uh, David Lyons, their president. So he's uh, it's it's a bit of a machine, and he's uh, he's at the head of it. So uh, well done to that, and let's let's hoping that um, Hunter actually uh, plays
0: some finals footy next year. Here, here, All right, let's jump into the action. Um, we had our qualifying finals on the weekend. Eight teams have now gone to six. Let's review all the games. We'll start with qualifying final number one. Uh, first seed, Northern Suburbs taking on fourth seed, uh, Manly Marlins. Norse came away with a win, 34-27. Um, really good game uh, to the neutral. Really frustrating game uh, to any of the Manly fans like myself. Um, but uh, look, I think... It has to be said, uh, the week leading up to this game, uh, there were a few mumblings that Norse had suffered quite a few injuries and lots of messages flying around the spit area. (laughs) And um, I think Manly certainly fancied their chances, hearing that up to five players had uh, been ruled out of the Norse side. But, you know, I think Norse showed in the weekend why they're number one. Um, They've got a great team spirit, got great cohesion, very much had a next man up. Uh, sort of attitude and it was a terrific backs to the wall victory. So full credit um, to the shawman. Uh, from my perspective, obviously I was there in cash. You'll add your two cents. Manly really did control big parts of this game, but just little errors really cost them. And you make errors against this North Sydney side and they make you pay. Um, certainly though, they were in it like they have been every week up until the sort of last couple of minutes, it was 27 all with a couple of minutes to go. And, uh, Seb Cameron scored a terrific try to ice the game and uh, i get out of there as quick as you bloody well could, Casher.
2: Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, uh, I I saw you running across to your car at uh, Long <laughs> the there, So you know, <laughs> yeah. you're always concerned about carbo-loading before the city to surf. But uh <laughs> You know, just uh, break down the game that uh, that happened, but it uh, it 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 was one of the more memorable performances that Norse have put in in recent times. You know, if 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 you look at that casualty list, Margan, Henaway, Hugh Sinclair out, Angus Sinclair not there, Uh, James Turner steps up, Uh, Max Bury moves to ten, and I tell you what, he's not a bad ten. Josh Henderson at, at, at the back, and uh, listen, it, it just talks about uh, uh, about the systems that they've got there, and uh, you know they've, they've you know they're they've got that depth, and I think that's uh, that's why they're going to be around for uh, another couple of weeks. But uh, listen, this uh, this manly side, as you said, Berger. Aren't that very far away from uh, from from cracking a a win and uh, staying alive next week? I, I, I reckon there's some there was some good uh, good work there from uh, Max Douglas. Uh, he was hampered a little bit by a, by a, 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 a sprained ankle at uh, one mm. side. Nick Ben, I thought, did well. Ollie Horn, yeah. Uh, Langie Gleeson came on with uh, Matt Lucas and you've really got to ask some questions about would they have been better used at the front end of the game? And I think they probably would have. And I think uh, Phil Blake maybe would have um, gone about that a different way if, it, if, if he'd seen the, the replay before the game was played. So, But uh, anyway, yeah. it, was, it was a cracking game of finals footy.
0: Yeah, I think in hindsight, uh, Phil might have made those selections. But they're, they're tough ones at clubs because they can go down like lead balloons, particularly if you don't win and you do start the guy that hasn't really been there all year. So you've got to think Phil's got to work with maybe the players that are the incumbents all season. But as you say, winning's important. So it's it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't type approach, isn't it, Sweeney?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. And, you know, maybe the cultural element of it yeah. will will. will see them go further in this competition, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. You know, maybe this week is the week, or sorry, next. yeah, this week, sorry, is the week it, that it he, may starts, well be. Yeah. he starts Gleason and, and Lucas. But last week, getting so close, having done what he did, might have yeah. just given that extra little bit of, um, bit of, you know, zip. But, you know, like you mentioned him before, Casho, uh, Max Bury playing at 10, geez, handy, isn't he? And you could just tell the more time he had the ball in his hands, the The more dangerous he was going to be, you know. They, mm-hmm. And and I think the rest of the team realised that too. There was the try that um, Henderson scored, where yep. Harry Bury has literally cut out four of his own players, and 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 <laughs> like de- desperately tried to get the ball into the hands of his brother Max, who then beats a couple of players on the outside, and and uh, and the rest is history. But um, you know, they're just dangerous those Bury brothers. Great to watch. Yeah,
0: I, I think that the player of the game for me was Jevons Fellows, though, because he was he was the scrapper. He he was the real point of difference. You know, they were down mm-hmm. a couple of troops in the second row and the breakdown, he completely outplayed the manly back row, I have to say. He was on the ball. He was over the ruck. Uh, he has great anticipation. He's got great body height. Um, he's just a terrific footballer. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he won the game for me, I thought, Kasha.
2: Yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, can only can only agree with that. And he's a, he's probably only a, a couple of weeks back after a, a, a wrist injury, and before that he had a concussion earlier in the season. So mm. so he is quite quite fresh. But uh, just those support lines that he runs, and yeah. uh, you know, just having that mouse about. Uh, when to go straight through through the, uh, the the middle of the rucks, which which to me I've noticed from watching all the games over the weekend that numerous clubs uh, have have this uh, have this weak spot just uh, behind the breakdown. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it it showed right right throughout all those uh, qualifying games over the weekend, and Jevons fellows really uh, you know after a team had been stretched and um, and uh, really fanged out, uh, was able to make ground.
0: Mm. So Norse um, have get the week off, and that's uh, very valuable. Casha, you're pretty close to camp. Uh, they'll be hoping a few guys can um, can get fit in the week off?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think what you'll find is uh, Margaret will come back from that blue card. Dave Henaway, I think, uh, may, may well appear. You know, it's mm-hmm. certainly... Certainly they're sort of scoped if, um, if they get to uh, September 3. Uh, James Turner is obviously going to be in uh, South Africa with the Australian Sevens team, So, uh, and they're also hopeful of getting... Um, Angus Sinclair, uh, about two, but another uh, another guy who I thought did pretty well for Norse was Boston Carapa. He did uh, he did particularly well and complained the back row and, and the second row. And uh, Declan Carroll was another guy who uh, mm. who absolutely tackled himself to a to a standstill.
0: Yeah, Carroll put some um, terrific tackles on during the game, and I thought he was excellent. Probably an area that Manly thought they'd target, but. Um, didn't miss a beat. All right, um, we'll move on to the next fixture. I thought this was an absolutely fantastic game. Um, as good as the Manly Norse game was, I think this might have been the pick of the bunch. Um, University 31, Ramick 29. Uh, uni through with a week off. Um, two contrasting styles. Ramwick uh, channeling, their, uh, you know, the old the old Ramick style, running the football. Uni, very abrasive and up front, but it was um, a terrific contest to watch, Sweeney.
1: Oh brilliant. Ten tries. Um, you're absolutely right. It was you know, twenty four all midway through the second you know, second mm. half and yep. And the uni scrum really, um, you mm. know, the, the penalty try was probably the you know, bit that, that's the straw that broke the camel's back really for Ramwick, but gee, they can play this Ramwick side, oh. you know, Hendren on one wing, Yasmin on the other.
0: O'Brien, like they're Yeah, you good. talk
1: about that um you know Randwick DNA and that yep. galloping style, that running the running game, they, they've yep. got it. This team, they've yep. got it. And Ben Donaldson's playing so well; it's a shame he missed that kick for goal right at the end to, to tie it all up. Because um, you know he's got game, Ben Donaldson.
0: Bit of a gimme by his standards, too. I would have thought.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was and, probably just and, the pressure he got to him. Right?
2: Forehand too, so he missed two. Uh, Critical and very gettable conversions, I thought. So uh, mm. shame, shame uh, about that. But uh, I, I also thought Fesler was uh, was very good. The captain Houston and uh, Christian poivin made made a hell of a lot of uh, ground uh, with the ball in hand against uh, against a very good defensive structure that Uni have.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's very wholesome seeing a Poyvan running around for Ramick. Oh, I yeah. love it and. Uh, They just played wonderful footy, really good ball movement. Um, But, you know, uni won the game. What about the try to Kieran Lowe, Uh, the hooker? Jesus, get out of my way. Where is he? He's come from the skies, this bloke. I didn't know too much about him. But, um, you know, really good, industrious performance from the uni pack. Uh, Von Appen, O'Regan, McCowman, they're in everything. Um, You know, they're just... Really, really strong, and Tom English and Tim Clements in the backs, and they just grind you down and 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 do what they're good at. They're, they're going to take some stopping, aren't they, Kesha?
2: Oh yeah, very much so. I think uh, you, you'd obviously put them up there to be, you know, the uh, the betting man's favourite for, uh, for the for the for the for the title just just simply because they've been there so much before and there's so much strength that, you know, they have very good pillars in their game and, and they work off them quite well, which which says something about why uh, Sean Hedger got uh, got that coaching award.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's um, it sets up a fascinating week this week because uh, Ramik's got Gordon, um, who had a really good win against the Rats at Pitwater Rugby Park. I thought this was probably the more dominant... St- uh, victory, I would have thought, over the weekend. Cash, Gordon, 36, Ringer, 20. But Gordon really, um, really, I mean, they, it was tight for, for times, but at the end of the day, it seemed like the superior side won.
2: Yeah, very much so. Uh, Mahi Vailanu, as as you'd expect, had a had a huge storming game. Listen, his, his catch and pass game is... Uh, reflects the fact that he's played 5'8 and uh, centre in, in his junior days. And he laid <laughs> he on a couple of tries and scored one himself. Tristan Foley, the tight end prop, I think is going to be a, a real uh, handful to uh, handle during the uh, during the final series. He scored a good try. Geordie Goddard scored a good one. Harrison Goddard was, uh, was pretty handy. McGregor marshaled the backs quite well for Gordon and recently McDonald at, at, at the back just kept kicking the goals and had a fantastic uh, defensive effort uh, that kept one of the Margin brothers uh, out from scoring a try just before half-time. So, uh, listen, Gordon, Gordon, Gordon are back in form and, uh, listen, you know, they're, they're certainly not counted out as, uh, as a premiership contender. Um, I'm afraid Rats uh, just finished the year off a bit... Uh, a bit meekly, uh, Richard Clift. I thought played mm-hmm. quite well. Sateki Latu uh, scored a, uh, a a very nice try from uh, close close Connor Hickey. But you know they the, they were knocked around by uh, a couple of major injuries. I think mm-hmm. uh, Charlie McKill got a really bad head cut and had to come off. As did their halfback Rhett Butler, who uh, broke his jaw in uh, in mm-hmm. two places in in a collision there. So. That, that sort of like disrupted their, um, you know, their continuity and, 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 and the flow of their game. So, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they just couldn't, couldn't recover from that. And I think, uh, you know, they would have liked to have a Woolet or a Mar around to, uh, to spark them a bit out wide to just give them a bit of momentum. But it, it, it wasn't a year and they'll, uh, they'll learn from that and uh, turn up again next year.
0: Yep, yeah, uh, certainly will, and look to sort of maybe get a few acquisitions in areas where they've they've lost some big players this year. But um, well done under the ruddies on their season. So the the Stags have made a bit of a change with McGregor at McDonald because McGregor was at the back and now pulling the strings with McDonald back to fifteen. There, uh, Sweeney.
1: Yeah, I mean that um the the try that was laid on for um, Will Terry, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nice little inside ball from Violano. McDonald breaks the line, and then Violano backing up again.
0: <laughs> um, mm.
1: Two touches in that little period of play, to th- and then throws a long ball out of Terry. Like just beautiful to watch. But yeah, McDonald just with that bit more, um, you know, time and space. Yeah, he, he's dangerous, isn't he? And he won the. The Roscoe Fay trophy for highest point scorer for the season. So
0: Yeah, I think it's probably a better better suit. I think he's got a bit more pace than McGregor, so uh, maybe uh, a good uh, change up to, to the selection there. But um, Gordon hitting form at the right time of the year, and they're obviously going to need to be on their game this weekend, taking on the Wicks. Power,
1: rankings. Power rankings, Burjo. Power rankings.
0: Oh, let's do it tonight. We'll give it a crack. <laughs> um all right final uh qualifying final um eastwood 36 eastern suburbs 23 at the eric um this was all about the foundations of the woody scrum cash east had no answer i was um talking to a few people and uh i i I did hear over the last couple weeks archer holtz's withdrawal was a bit of a worry for the for the bcs because i didn't think they had much depth there at tidehead and the Woodies took full advantage there, Kasha.
2: Yeah, uh, I've got my uh, rugby news program here, and there's uh, there's ticks up against uh, one, two, and three. So yeah, that that says something about the way the uh, the, the Woodies uh, scrummed uh, through it throughout the afternoon. And uh, yeah, listen, they they were just able to um, really put points on at critical times uh, mm. in in this game. So. Uh, Ratu uh, to a sissy, I thought, um, was very strong with uh, with with sort of carrying the ball. out Albert at, at scrum half did some good stuff. Tane Edmed uh, was also pretty good, and at the back, Chris Bell. So um, yeah, they've they've got the combinations to uh, sort of keep on going. Whether whether they've got. Uh, uh, the capacity to win four games on the trot. We'll just have to see how they go. But uh, mm. on the other side of things, I thought Teddy Wilson did very well. Jack Bowen was starting at 10. Archie King was uh, was was at the back there. But, uh, yeah, they just got bullied around a bit at um, at, at the breakdown. So that was the uh, the story of the afternoon out there at the Eric.
0: I think a uh, big talking point from that game is Tane Edmonds' form with the boot because... Um, yeah. He kicked five penalty goals to start the match. Eastwood were on 15. I think he walked away with about 21 points from his boot there, Swaney. so that's uh, invaluable.
1: Yeah, eight from eight. I mean, this is where um, in finals footy where kickers come into their own, don't they? I mean, you you look at Ben Donaldson. He misses two crucial ones. Tane Edmond's not missing them, and uh, they win the game. And His little combination uh, at the back end of the season with Lockie Albert, who's come back from the Brumbies, has been, I think, a bit of a turning point for for the Woodies as well. Josh Noonan, who's a great footy player, uh, has been doing a really good job for the Woodies this year. But, you know, Lockie Mm -hmm. Albert's just added that extra uh, dimension um, to their game. And, you know, it was pretty spicy. Morsesi Tupolotu and Harry Wilson lived together Um, And then they matched up at 13 against each other on the weekend. So that would have been spicy, I reckon, at home during the week.
0: Yeah, yeah, and potentially after the match too. But (laughs) it was um, – they're bringing on Fabian Goodall off the bench. So there's still plenty of depth there at the Woodies. They've had a a good-looking team sheet all year. So I think Ben Batch will be delighted. Um, They've started the finals with a bit of a bang. Isley in the second row is an interesting one. Um, Obviously, we're used to him in the back row, but – He's a, he's a fantastic footballer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, um, that was a, a really good performance from the Woodies, and they move on to this week. So, we might just have a quick look at the semi finals coming your way. Um, Manly taking on Eastwood at North Sydney Oval, and Ramwick taking on Gordon. Uh, winner of Manly and Eastwood will take on Sydney University for the prelim, and the winner of Ramwick, Gordon will take on Northern Suburbs. Um, how are we feeling, Casho, heading into this week, mate? You're a neutral now, so um, can the Marlins get it done against the Woodies? They're zero and six. It's got to end at some point, doesn't it? Well,
2: yeah, it does. But uh, I, I, I think some serious thoughts got to go into into the uh, critical selections in the in in this Manly side, and I think. Uh, mm. I think uh, I think they are got to play the uh, the Lucas Gleeson card and uh, yeah. try them at, at the uh, at at the front end of the game. So uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be the key to uh, how, how they go. I, you know, I I I I think that's uh, that that that's the way it is. And uh, if they uh, if they want to, you know, it's all, all these finals are all about playing a twenty three man squad. And I think uh, mm-hmm. I think. That's that's the attitude that that they've got to take. Forget about the lead balloons and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, they're playing for sheep stations this week, aren't
0: they? They are. They are. Well, that game's at North Sydney Oval. should be um, a really good watch. I will be there. Uh, Rambic are hosting Gordon at Coogee Oval. Um, don't know who defence in this one. I've heard potentially Violanu and Polar are under a bit of an injury, Cloud Swanee, so... Stags won't want to hear that. Um, yeah. It will be a tough, tough um, day for them anyway. I think Rammick. Um, they're looking pretty sharp and, and and ready to give it a crack. I think.
1: Yeah, oh, this one's a flip of a coin, isn't it? I really yeah. don't I know who to pick in this one. Um, yeah. You know, you've got uh, you know a good organizer in Benny Donaldson, as I, as we sort of mentioned, um, playing ten. They've got some good names in there. Portovan, Faisal is playing really well. Randwick. Um, you know that that Fezler violino if he plays that up front will be interesting. Um mm. Yeah, it's this one's a flip of a coin. Polar is one of the you know unsung heroes of this competition this year. I reckon
0: uh, oh, the last couple of yeah. years he's been outstanding. Yeah,
1: he's just been brilliant, hasn't he? And he, he's yeah. sort of gone about his business. Um. You know, he if he's out for Gordon, that's a big out. So yeah, um, I'm
0: not sure he's out. But I'd heard a whisper he, he might be in some doubt.
1: Yeah, right. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that's a big blow. But you know, this Gordon team there, they've just turned that corner, haven't they? They had that kind of that couple of games where things went a bit, um, you know, south for them. But they're um, reigning
0: premiers too.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> they have got to defend their title. That'll be. I reckon high on the uh, agenda for the coaches as well to to remind the team that they're defending um, the shoot shield. So interesting times.
2: Actually, right. you, you, you talk of polar, and I I, I think he's really thrived since uh, since the, the, since Billy's been our uh, Billy Melrose has been able to uh, to get a, a, an able at twelve, and he's been able to play thirteen. He's he he looked a bit lost there at certain stages. Uh, in the middle of the season, and uh, mm. yeah, he he looks a lot more focused and knows what he has to do at 13. So good luck to him. I I hope he makes it through to uh, to uh, Sunday at Cuiabá.
0: Yep. Good luck to all our teams this weekend. Can't wait to uh, get into the action again. Um, Cash, are you going to come for a look at uh, North Sydney Oval, mate, or are you going to t- put the feet up and have a week off?
2: No, no, no. Listen, we'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll head there and, um, and and have a look at that second-grade game, North playing Eastwood uh, yep. in that. And, uh, yeah, might even might even toddle over to Coogee Oval and have a look at uh, Randwick taking on Gordon, maybe Randwick taking on Manly in the reserve-grade side uh, game.
0: Yeah, no, that'll be good. Oh, I have to say, I was at... Um, Norse on the weekend, as I said, but I did jump into Percy's Bar and uh, it was lovely to just soak up a finals atmosphere. It's a great little pub across the road from North Sydney. All the Norse guys were there because they had plenty of teams playing, and um, oh, there's nothing better than finals footy, is there, Swanny?
1: Mate, it's it's the best. It's the yeah. best. It's um just a buzz in the air. It's 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 a vibe, isn't it? That's that's kind yep. of the, That's the vibe that I sort of felt at the catch bowl the other night. There was um. Mm. You know there were the, there were the teams that aren't involved in the finals who were having a great time, but there was just this, uh, <laughs> there was this um, this edge to it as well with yeah everyone a little bit nervous and excited and uh, that's what it's all about.
0: And given it's so tight this year, it's it's extra
1: exciting, I reckon. Well, yeah, and I reckon you know the team that walks away with the shoot shield this year has earned it big time. Bloody oath,
0: bloody oath. I agree. All right, boys. Well, have a good week and uh, let's enjoy the footy of the weekend. You too.
2: Thanks, guys.